know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k24 myself momuzi alongside me as always the one and only mr bj armstrong bj how you been real name no gimmicks bro back john moran is playing as we speak that's right bj's back home john moran's back on the court this is the episode of the comebacks yeah, I, well, you know, I haven't gone anywhere, but you know, yeah, I mean, so. you, went on, you went on a trip, you went on a trip, just in case people wondering where you were filming from before. Yeah, you know, so, uh, but it's also all good. What's going on today? All right, man, yeah, I just moved one day closer to finally getting back to my barber, which I'm seeing over Christmas. As you can see, okay. it's got a little bit too grizzly, and I've been wearing hats for the last few weeks. I'm looking forward to finally yes. getting a a fresh cut but okay um i'll be returning looking fresh as always in a new year but uh let's talk about comebacks bj bj um john Morant is making his return as we speak we're about to lock in and tune into that game had a little bit of a slow start in the first quarter as expected but what's his mindset after missing the first 25 games because really now how many months has it been since he played an nba game how long do you think it will take him to get that NBA game condition because we know he's been working out off the court. How many games do you expect it to take him to get back to NBA condition? Because we know he's not an, a regular NBA athlete. Well, more, I, I'm going to give him an extended amount of time. It's probably going to take him, I'm going to say 30 to 40 games Oof. that he's going to probably need. That's the whole regular season. Well, that's 75 I mean, games total. Okay. Well, let, let's, let's, you know, oh, normally, so 65, Mo, but yeah. yeah, normally you'll have a couple weeks for training camp mm-hmm. by today's standard that have what six to eight preseason games mm-hmm. right and then you know mo as as you know the standard which we're coming up on here in the nba is 25 games now the people are waiting bj tomorrow yes. we're gonna have to dive into so, these rankings and awards i mean as you're watching these guys i mean they're gonna have to get in some type of shape i don't care what you do you know any athlete will tell you I don't care what level you play. There's nothing that can replace game conditioning and game speed. So he's going to need time to get that back. You know, the one thing I would imagine is he has a little nervousness because he hasn't had an opportunity to play in so long. And now he's got to get back used to, you know, the routine, right? When to eat, when the rest watching film, preparing for games, you know, Mo, you get knocked around a little bit, ice, recovery, so forth and so on. So he's probably going to need about, I'm going to say, he's probably going to, I'm going to give him about 35 games to kind of get himself together, get his legs back up under him. And then let's see what they got. Now, obviously missing those 25 games, there's a sense of urgency for sure there in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what you and everyone else is referring to. However, I think the big thing for him is not to put too much stress on his body to come back and suddenly have to be Superman. Yeah. And start trying to play hero basketball because he's missed so much. And and I'm sure he feels bad. I think they've only won what six or seven games mm-hmm. thus six far. Games. And so I, I think he's probably gonna need a couple of times, you know, just to settle in. Like Mo, like I would imagine he probably feels like what you would feel like your rookie year. You know, you're just nervous. You're well, on the road. You're anticipating it, you know, getting on the floor. So I think there's a lot of butterflies here, but eventually I think he'll settle down and settle in. From the perspective of his teammates, what's that process like assimilating a superstar back into the team? Because 
was it 1995 you had a certain superstar return to your Chicago Bulls team uh, a little bit later in the season but what's the process like for his teammates in having such a dynamic force returning to the lineup well you know more in this case you know there's no Stephen Adams there's no Dylan Brooks okay there's no Brandon Clark um, Brandon Clark okay smart and still so, injured smart new player Derrick Rose new player so this Biz. is basically a brand new team. Bismack, new player. So they have a new team. So what's it like? I mean, Mo, that's what I'm saying. It's going to take them at least six to eight games to kind of like, oh, this is what you do. Oh, Biz and he, him being the lead guard, right? And in addition to him being a terrific scorer, which he's going to have to do and play downhill, he's also the primary distributor of the basketball because he breaks down the defense. So he's got to learn. The coach has got to learn. The players got to learn how to play with the proper spacing with him rotations how they're going to play but more importantly i think we've already established that he will probably be the closer but you know bane has really come on you know uh, you know they, they they they've got some things they got to figure out however i like their talent and talent always kind of figures out how to play but their room for error is very small most so hopefully they'll figure this out sooner rather than later well speaking of figuring it out a team who has been figuring it out is the LA Clippers currently oh. in the NBA's longest winning streak, eight games. Oh, um, wow. You know, after that zero and five start with James Harden, uh, they've really turned things around. I think they're nine and three now since adding um, the all-stars caliber Daniel Tice to the lineup. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> is, is he in the lineup now? Is he in the lights? Is he in the no, lineup he comes now? off the bench. He comes off the oh, bench. Okay. But, but it's right. just with Zubac being really their only good big man that they have on the mm -hmm. roster that's Keats playing with James Harden having Tice who can come in there and make an impact is fantastic especially after the injuries plumbly um but what have you seen from the Clippers that's really stood out to you aside from Kawhi Leonard who's averaging 34 points over the past week on 66 uh from the field 66 from 62 from three and 95 from the line um one of the best stretches of his entire career aside from that and James Harden coming back to himself what have you really seen well, Mo, the, the, you know, let, let's let's look at the situation with him. You know, he missed all of training camp. Then he gets traded. Then they have to figure out they need about six to eight games where they have to figure out, like, how they're going to play and who's going to play and what's the rotations. What's the what's the lineups chemistry? They make a big decision, right? Russell Westbrook <coughs> suddenly is coming off the bench. Mm hmm. And then all of a sudden now things have, have fallen in place. So give coach, you know, coach Lou credit, give the players credit, but it's going to take some time. Oh, you know, that took about what, 15, 20 games for them to figure it out. Yep. And that's just about right. And you gotta, you know, you just gotta figure it out Mo. And that's what training camp is for, but you know, now training camp is shorter. Preseason is shorter. So what you're seeing is, for the most part, you're seeing teams begin to figure it out during the course of the regular season. And, and that's the big thing for John Morant. But what I've seen and what I like about the Clippers is James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, they've kind of figured out how to share the ball with that unit. Mm. Russell comes in and, you know, he's kind of been the glue. Even though he's not starting, he's kind of the guy that's kind of holding everyone accountable. Or at least that's my impression of watching this from afar. And right now they seem to kind of know what everybody likes to do. 
You know, James kind of has his operating area. He has his two man game with Zubac. That's been going great as well. Yeah. And then you have Paul George. You you have Kawhi Leonard. Russell comes in and anchors the second unit, always brings energy to the group. And Norman Powell. Yeah. Norman Powell off the bench as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Terrence Mann. Those guys have all kind of, everyone's kind of like fit in and they've got a nice, they got a nice little flow going right now. So, you know, but for them, this is what we expected. However, Mo, it takes time. Mm. So, but give them credit for sticking in there, persevering yeah. and being persistent, I, and saying, you know what, we know what we can do, but we just got to get out there and do it. And it, it's worth knowing, though, of the eight wins in their streak, I think six of them have been at home. So, you know, like right. you always say, the first thing you got to do is start taking yes. care of home court. Yes. Check yes. that's done now. Yes. Let's see if they can take the show on the road and keep the winning streak going. Nice or at win, least... yeah. Nice win versus Indiana, I believe. Yeah, in 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 Indiana. So, you know, they've done some nice things, and um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I'm going to say this: James Harden is now beginning to show glimpses or resemble the James Harden of old and how he's playing. So uh, I think that's good for the Clippers and Clipper Nation. Well, you know, speaking of the Indiana Pacers, who you just mentioned, they got to the final of the in-season tournament. But ever since then, things haven't been going too well for them. And the same as the Lakers, really. I think they're what one and three now. Um, they lost to the Spurs. Obviously, LeBron didn't play, but that ended the Spurs' 18-game losing streak. Um, and, you know, the Pacers, I think, are one and four since the in-season tournament. Do you think that that's a big hindrance on the regular season schedule now? Or is that an excuse? I said this immediately following the in-season tournament. I remember remember you and I talking about, I don't know if we was on air or off air. I said, I'm going to be fascinated to see how these teams respond after the tournament. The reason being, Mo, is because of the intensity of those two games and the way they were playing. Mo, they were playing, there's, there's, there's preseason flow. There's a practice flow. There's regular season flow. There's playoff flow. And then there's championship caliber playing flow. Mo, those teams were playing very, very hard. I mean, the Lakers and the Pacers, the Bucks, they were playing really, really hard. And I thought, I said, I'm going to watch these teams right after this. Because, Mo, I don't know if you can duplicate that come home, travel. Indiana has was on the road exceptionally long. They went straight from Vegas. So they were there for two games. Then they went to Detroit, if I remember correctly. Then they went to Milwaukee. And I was like, you know what, Mo? This doesn't seem right to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? So I'm not surprised with Indiana. I'm not surprised with the Lakers because of their age. So, Mo, I, I, I thought watching those games in Vegas, that this could occur. Now, I didn't know because this is my first time watching it. But if you asked me what I, if I could predict what was going to happen, well, those guys were playing very hard. And then all of a sudden you get back to the regular season. I think it's it's a lot. And, Mo, you're staying in Vegas. You're staying in Vegas, Mo, mm-hmm. for an extended amount of time. And then you got to go maybe on the road or at home, depending on your location. Luckily for the Lakers, I think they came home and played. However, Mo, I think it's, you know, you can see the effects of playing in-season tournament because guys want to win. And then what it looks like during the regular season. It's not that they don't want to win. It's just a different 
pace of the game. How long do you think until they return back to normal, or do you think this can have a knock-on effect for the entirety of the rest of the season? Well, you know, well, I think the, the media has made such a big deal that it, it almost becomes a distraction, right? I, I I always say this every year when they give the team their their rings on opening night on opening night and they put the banner up and everyone's there and everyone's celebrating. And then the other team is just kind of sitting there. And I thought, what a distraction for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had happen. their banner come up against the Knicks the other night. Against the Knicks. And, and the then Knicks the Knicks took come, in, come in there. And get... so I thought that was a distraction. Everyone's feeling good. Mo, however, you got work to do. And for a young team, Mo, I think it's a major distraction. And here's why I say that. Because everyone was singing the Pacers' praise for getting to the Final Four. Everyone was singing their praise. Halliburton, suddenly now he is a superstar. And the Pacers are for real. Da-da-da, da-da-da. However, Mo, there's an 82-game schedule. And you forget that there's a lot of basketball to be played. And nothing has has been achieved yet. Sounds good, all of this. However, you got to play and you got to prove it night in and night out. The Pacers have struggled. So I think the downside of this, of having this early season success, is you think you've arrived. Well, Mo, you haven't arrived. For a veteran team, when it's all said and done, Mo, yeah, you give you give credit for it is an in-season tournament. However, it's one of 82. That's mm-hmm. just... And you can't get too high in this business and you can't get too low because winning the in-season tournament mode, you can win the in-season tournament and not make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's going to take the young Pacers team because everyone was singing their praises. But on the other hand, Mo, I would like to say for a veteran player like Anthony Davis, I think the in-season tournament has been a terrific jumping off point for him because you can see him playing with the level of confidence that you haven't seen maybe in a year or two. I mean, you can argue that he's playing his best brand of basketball in this stretch right now, starting back in the in-season tournament. So on one hand, for a veteran player, it's kind of like, you know, you, you kind of get yourself going. You'll have a good matchup or something will happen during the course of the season and all of a sudden, you you have your confidence. And I think for Anthony Davis, it's been terrific. However, on the other hand, I'm a little concerned with the Pacers. I think they've kind of they fell back to earth a little bit. And hopefully, they'll get themselves together and say, yeah, we had a good run, but it was early. It really doesn't matter. And let's get back to playing basketball. Because they really they were playing well early in the season. Well, the core final of the in-season tournament, the Pacers beat the Boston Celtics. And um, that for the Celtics was maybe a little bit of a wake-up call because they're undefeated since that game. They've won their last five. Although all five of those were at home, they were against opponents that they may see in the playoffs, the Magic, the Knicks, and the Cavs. The Celtics are now undefeated at TD Garden this season, 14-0. But what's most impressive to me about the record is they're 14-4 and in games played between the 19 teams that currently have winning records. Uh, the best mark by any team out there. So whilst there are other teams who, you know, put up great numbers against bad teams and whatnot, the Celtics have been getting it done against the league's best as well. 
do you think the Cirques are for real now? Or because when I look at them and how reliant they are on three-point shooting, even though they're one of the games against Orlando, they missed a whole bunch of threes and still won. I just I just can't see this working in the playoffs. But are you starting you know, to come around to becoming a believer? Well, Mo, I'm not coming around. You know, I, I've seen this Celtics team enough. And they have the core ingredient to win the whole thing. They have terrific talent led by Jason Tatum. Okay? Let's just start there. Jason Tatum is a top 10 player, right? You can argue he may even be a top five player, depending on whatever. He is a bona fide scoring guard, forward player, whatever you want, and whatever, what, whatever you want to determine him by today's standard. Okay, so let's start there, Jason Tatum. Well, Jalen Brown, on most teams, he'd probably be the best player. <laughs> if you put him on, on, on most teams, but on a lot of teams in the, in the in the NBA, he would be the best player. So you have two players, Mo, that are without question in the top twenty-five in the NBA. Yeah, Jalen had both a, of them. a bit of a slow start to the season, but the talent is yeah, there. The talent is there. Okay. You got to figure out how to get Al through the season at his age, right? He's 30, what, 7? Yeah, 30, but he's, he's been fantastic coming off the bench. Yeah, you got to figure out how, as I said, you got to figure out how to get him through the season. Al Horford is going, they're going to need Al Horford to show up for 16 games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So th- that's a fact. Coming off the bench, that's to get him through the regular season. However, we're going to need what y'all call him, Uncle Al now? Is that Uncle what y'all call Al, him? that's okay. right. You're going to need Uncle Al to show up for 16 wins in the playoffs. That's a fact. So yep, take your time, Al. Especially against Embiid and Giannis. We're going to need Al. Check. Because we know Al can perform when the lights are bright. However, you know, he's, you know, he's aging in some nights depending on playing every other game or every other day like they do, we don't know how he's going to respond. But yep. when he's good, he's good. They've got okay? a tough schedule. They're just coming off a cross-country flight. Now they've got to play the Warriors tonight, just yes. after we finish recording. It's a tough little Western Conference road trip that they got coming up. I love their guard play. Derek White, unbelievable. Derek White, okay. You know, you 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 have... Uh, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, terrific. I love their guard play. Now, here's the next factor. I don't know. Porzingis, talent, check. What he's going to do, how he's going to perform, I don't know. I'm but very worried about Porzingis because did you see the clip of his interview with J.J. Redick where he was talking about the Clippers and Mavs series where Luca had an all-time great series? But Chris Sapp said when he was on offense, he would just stand still in the corner because he wasn't happy with what the coaching staff were asking him to do so he wasn't fully brought in. Does that raise some red flags for you? This is the NBA. You move on. So you, you know what? <laughs> you move on. You know, uh, you know, well, I've I've been in this league so long that I understand the human condition. No one's gonna be happy. However, I'm a pro and you gotta figure it out. So I would hope that Porzingis will look at his situation and say, I got a chance. And if you got a chance, Mo, you figure out how to make one. That's what a champion does. You figure it out. I played my whole career, Mo, without a play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mo. I can't complain. And if you want to win, the team that calls the least amount of plays is going to win. That, that's, that's, that's because you're getting stops. Okay? That's a, that's a fact. So I would hope 
that Mr. Porzingis gets enough stops where he doesn't have to worry about who's calling what place. I haven't coached in that league mode, but if I were coaching, Jason Tatum would probably be the guy that I would design a play for. Yep. <laughs> yep. The second guy would be Jalen Brown. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many more plays he think he's going to get. So figure out how to contribute. And, but that's what a championship mentality does. You figure this out. I think they have a legit chance. Hopefully for you and the Celtics and Celtic fan base, they'll be playing their best basketball at the end of the season or the right time of the season. Mm -hmm. I have no doubts of, that this team is ready for the bright lights. This team went to, was that, was that last year they kept going to game seven? That was yep. last year yep. or the year before or whatever. Against Philly this, and against Miami. Yeah. This team has responded over the last two years or so. I remember we at the Golden State when we were at the finals. A lot of times they were self-sabotaging themselves. They, they yep. just wanted to make it as hard <laughs> as they possibly could. So I, I, Mo, if they lose in the first round this year, I'm not going to even question the group. I'm just going to yeah. say this has just been part of their makeup. They respond. They got to get down 0-2 for them to say, oh, we got a series to play. That's just mm -hmm. how they play. And give them credit. That, that fan base is – they're phenomenal when they win. They're tough when, the, when that team loses. However, no one can deny that those guys are battle-tested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, they've been, they've been in some – like classic games. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any doubt that this team has enough talent to win it. However, Mo, you got to be playing your best. And they've got to get some depth as well. You know, I've seen all the rumors about Isaiah Stewart. I don't think the contracts work on that one, but... That would be a nice pickup for them. It, it would that be very would nice, be but, but the, the way his contract is structured, because I think he's only making $5 million this year, but you have to send out the aggregate of the average of what he's making across the rest of his contract. So in order to do that, they would have to trade one of their core six players. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Listen, so I, those I, I are the cap guys. Yeah. The cap guys will figure that out. Those guys are a lot smarter. But than, I would like the me. toughness. I like the physicality. Um, they, they could use another player with that level of physicality. Yeah. If there's one thing I think they could is another front court player yep. that provides some physicality. Now, Ideally, you're looking around, you say a player like that. I, I don't know if that's possible. However, what I do know is that they're going to need a little bit more depth because they're they have a they, their their margin of error error is not that great. <laughs> you know, nope. they need more depth to get through this thing. No doubt about it. But I like their team. I don't have any questions other than their health and you know what's the matchups? Who are they playing against? And uh, and that's going to matter as the as the playoffs begin. Well, as we're hitting the twenty five game mark, a lot of the fans in the Discord have been waiting for oh, a beautiful, you know, BJ's assessment of the team so far. Okay, so we, we can do, do that tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. But, okay. but we're going to do a little preview right now. Okay. From what you've seen so far, twenty five games in BJ, who have you got coming out of the East and who you got coming out of the West? Well, you know, you know. You know, I picked Milwaukee in the preseason. I remember we went through it, and I picked Milwaukee. And the reason being is, look, Giannis is Giannis. I think that little whatever skirmish or whatever it was that happened there in Indiana kind of woke 
Yeah, we saw them the other day. Yeah, and woke them up, and you know it put a little fire under them. I think losing in the in the in the in season tournament, and they had a little, you know, a little dust up in the locker room reportedly. Yep. I think that was good. Like Mo, like they've won I four like straight, and they're about to win five straight if they can hold this lead against San Antonio. Yeah, so I I I I like that. I thought that was good for their team. And sometimes, Mo, there there are things that happen, and your season can go right or can go left. Well, when I see teams respond under duress or respond in difficult situations, especially after losses, Mo, to me that is the most telling about your team. So what I can say about the Milwaukee Bucks is they have basketball character. And and the thing that I would add to that, because I, I would pick Milwaukee right now to come out of the East when it comes to the playoffs, is this has only been two months, really, two and a bit months of the Dame Lillard's experiment in mm-hmm. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. right? They're going to get better as time goes along you would and think, they get well, more you comfortable, think. you know? Yes, like, so, you would think so I think they've not reached their peak yet. Whereas, like with the Celtics, yeah. like I said last season, when they had a hot start, they maybe peaked too early last season. Yeah, so, you, you, that's yeah, why you I think, think Milwaukee are my favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference right now. I know the Sixers yeah. have got a great record and we've got to show them some love, but you know, and just watch. Well, I, I want to say this more. I'm I'm still concerned about their defense. And you know, if, yep. if you're talking about winning a championship, Mo, yep. so no, there's I, a lot I, of room for improvement. I think it's wide open. After I would be shocked. Games, I'd be shocked if Milwaukee don't make a move for a defensive guard before the trade deadline. I, w- I would actually be shocked if they didn't try and go and get someone yeah. to fill that need. Yeah, I mean, you could see someone. I mean, I think they're they they're probably going to have their eye open. You know, there was a player there when they won their first championship, PJ Tucker. Maybe that's a name if he gets bought out or something like that. Yep, so absolutely. There, you know, Jay Crowder, I think is still out. Mm-hmm. You know, with an injury. So I, 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 I like the opportunity for them to improve their roster. I think Dame Lillard is kind of beginning to settle in. You know, Mo, when you guys get traded, West Coast, East Coast. You know, I remember the first time I got traded to the West Coast, Mo. It's a different brand of basketball going back from, you know, conferences. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, learning the arenas, learning to travel, you know, family dynamics changes. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be patient with them. However, when it's all said and done, they're right where they want to be. And they know they can play better. So I like where they're at. If you're asking me, I'm gonna say Milwaukee. I'm with Mo, I I don't think there is a clear favorite. Like, Mo, this has been fascinating yep. this whole year. No one has really separated themselves after these first 25 games, which is kind of unusual. So I, I think it's I think it's wide open. But if you're asking me right now, I would say the Milwaukee Bucks. What about out West? Because, you know, the, the Timberwolves have kind of separated themselves in terms of regular season record, but I don't think they've separated themselves as contenders. You've got obviously the Timberwolves and the Thunder, two younger teams that are the top two seeds in the West right now, and then Denver yeah. just behind them. I'm still rocking with the Denver Nuggets to come out of Western yeah, yeah, Conference. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I just I don't think I've seen anything other than you know Jamal Murray missed a bunch of time. The young role players are still finding their feet. I have not well, seen anything that would change I'm my gonna, mind as to them coming out of the Western Conference. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you with the Denver Nuggets, and here's why. Right now, Jokic in a seven game series, his style mm-hmm. of play <laughs> and what he does. Mo, well, he looks especially in the Western Conference, still like the most dominant player. 
Okay. He might not be playing the best in the regular season, but Mo, he looks like the most dominant player. You you follow what yep. I'm saying? Yep. You know what I mean? Like you can argue who's playing better regular season, so forth and so on. But when you get down to just dom- dominant, who can dominate a game? Jokic in a seven game series has an advantage. Whomever. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> okay. Good luck. I don't care. Okay. We can talk about whoever's defensive player of the year. We could even say Rudy Gobert. We could say a lot of different players. However, OKC, who's ahead of them? Chet Holmgren right now is not physically ready to tangle nope. with the big fella for seven games. Seven games? Good Okay. Good luck. Rudy Gobert and Carl Tomes, both combined, they're not ready to tangle with Mm-mm. the big fella. Okay. Anthony Davis, we saw it already. Mm-mm. Anthony Davis, Sacramento, you know, Sabonis. Too small for JaVale Gobert. McGee, you know, they, and that's why Sacramento got a JaVale McGee. Yep. However, I still don't kid, see that. Yeah, this <laughs> kid is just too dominant of a player. The Clippers, no. You could just go down to the Dallas. No. Warriors, definitely Warriors, no. No. The Suns you know, try and get healthy first. Yes, you know. So he still looks like he looks like the best player in any series. Mm-hmm. And when you have the best player, Mo, that gives you a significant advantage because you're going to have to adjust to play against him. And he has enough shooting around him. And when Jamal Murray, when he's healthy, you know, you could argue he's 1A. I mean, Mo, he's capable of carrying a game or series yeah. all by himself. You know what I mean? 1A, 1B, however you want to say it. He is very, very capable. So I would say Denver as well, just because of Jokic. He's just the X factor for me right now. And... You know, I don't know how you can counter him right now if you were in a seven-game series. Absolutely. Well, make sure you guys lock in tomorrow. We're going to give our first round of MVP, defensive player, etc., etc. Oh, wow. 25 games into the season. And then on Friday, we'll be uh, previewing the Christmas Day matchups. And we've got some very excited ones in store for you. So make sure you subscribe. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Rock with the Hoop Genius Podcast, the best show in the world. BJ and I'll be back tomorrow with more. So don't miss it. And make sure you get buckets.